0: What's up, what's up, what's up, y'all? Welcome back to the Be That Bitch podcast with your HVIC, Allie. I am so excited to be back with y'all for another episode. We are back from Smutcation, and if you don't know what Smutcation is, that's fine because it's it's a weird thing. Uh, Smutcation is my annual book club retreat. And we went to Nash, Vegas, baby. And I have realized, your girl ain't a sprung chicken no more. Like, it took me at least six to seven business days to recuperate from that weekend. Whoa! Your girl was feeling it. But it was such a good time. Like, most of the time you're worried. Like, 25 girls getting together. It's going to be drama. It's going to be insane. And, like, the fact that we had... No drama. It was just good times and good vibes. Like I could not ask for better girls in my book club. Like it was so much fun. We freaking sang all the songs. We woke up at the wee hours of the morning and went to bed at the wee hours of the morning. I swear we probably got like seven hours of sleep the entire freaking weekend no joke um and we had brunch with the cowboys which was such a good time and then after that we did a pole dancing class for our fitness because you cannot come to a book club retreat with me pole dancing and y'all I did not realize how fun that was going to be. Like, I am somebody who uh, is not very graceful. I am not a graceful bitch. I am a fee-fi-fo-ho. Like, I am, like, a, it's just insane. So the fact that I was able to do, like, a whole ass routine, I was really proud of myself. And you just left that class feeling so empowered, so sexy. It really made me Want to do a pole dancing class. And then I went to Google and I was like, oh, looks like there is none around my small town. That sucks. But it was so much fun. And we giggled and we laughed and we had the best time. We went out on Broadway and closed it down most nights, y'all. Did you know Nashville has a Club Taco Bell? When I tell you that was the club we love to close down every night. We were closing down Club Taco Bell so many nights. It was just, it was a blast. We had an in-person book club where we read Done and Dusted, by Lila Sage and oh my gosh that book was so good and yeah we just like did all the things all of the things I gave all my girls like goodie bags where they got three signed books and a bunch of different stuff and I was over here like I do not want to wait another year to do that I was like what if we just throw in a smaller summer one where we have books beaches and besties I mean, could you think of a better thing, right? Beaches, books, and besties—those are my three favorite bees, except for these bees. (laughs) Hello, no, I'm just kidding. Um, but no, it was great. Took me a while to recoup. That's probably why we haven't had an episode. But I am so excited for this episode. If you follow me over on social media, one, thank you, right? Thank you because we're a good time over there. If not, why the fuck not? Real quick, pause this episode, go over there at Allie Griffith and hit the follow button because it's a good time and you're going to miss out. Um, But if you have been following me over there, then you know that the fourth time. So I have done this and completed this three different times. And I kind of want to talk a little bit about that this episode, as well as one of the Things that I see a lot of successful people having and so this episode might be a little all over the place but like that's on brand for me so we just roll with it we roll with it but before that I want to talk about some of my top reads of the week because your girl has a ton so I'm gonna go over my top three reads of the week remember y'all this is the only place where you're gonna get something that's good for your mind and good for your relationship because spicy books spice things up and you know i love it and if you also love spicy books or want to get into reading romance then come join the book club it's a good freaking and you can find the link to join the book club in the show notes it's over on patreon five bucks a month get you a group chat calls with authors it's a good time so let's talk about my top three reads of the week now, I haven't actually read three books this whole week, but let me live my life. It sounds way better than the top three of the month, right? Because it's been a couple of weeks since we have a podcast. So the first one is The Reason I Married Him by Megan Quinn. Y'all, if you are looking for something to get you into romance reading and that's funny and lighthearted and just a good time, her books always hit every single time. This is a reverse Grumpy Sunshine, meaning He is the super like happy, sunshiny guy and she's the grump. And that is a very underrated trope, I have to admit. Like just so underrated. It was so good. I laughed so many times. I did it on audio. I do all of her books on audio because her audios are top tier. Like top tier amazingness. The next one, which was a personal favorite of mine and it was a reread, was that first night. So I did this one on audio. I read it a before like a year before wow that was words were hard i've read it the first time about a year ago and it still is good but oh my gosh she's spicy i did not realize she was so spicy y'all and the cover do not judge a book by its cover because this one you would think oh this is just a cutesy wootsy little little book there's not going to be any tears or spice up the devil is a lie because there is, this is a H age gap. She is his nanny, um, but they met like a decade prior, right, at a event, had a great one night. <laughs> no pun intended, right? And then there was a fire, they lost touch, and it took many, many years for them to reconnect when she moved to New York, and he, you know, just hired her to be his nanny. So good, so spicy, it's like, I just love those books that are just like feel-good books and leave you feeling something, you know what I mean? Um. And then number three, which is... <laughs> Y'all, when you read this, you're going to be like, Allie, what the fuck? And I get that. I get that. It's Where's Molly by H.G. Carlton. If you read the Cat and Mouse duet, which is um, Hunting and Haunting Adeline, this is like a little novella type book that's extended on. It's Molly's story. Uh, She fucked up. She, she fucked up. Way crazy. Insane. But it's a good time. You will never look at seasonings the same way again. No, you won't. You will never look at seasonings the same way again. And you will never look at a pig and not think about what those pigs can do. That's all I've got to say. So anyways, those are my top three reads of the month so far. It's been a slow reading month, but we love it. We're marinating on the books. God, I should not have just said marinating after talking about where's Molly. Alas. I digress we're moving on um okay so let's get into talking about 75 hard and the one thing you need to be successful all right all right we are back y'all i will tell you this is like one of my favorite topics i could probably talk about 75 hard and this program until i'm blue in the face i am so passionate about it because of what it's done for me in my life not that the program has changed my life but it has been such a huge tool in my tool belt That has helped me change my life. You guys know I say it all the freaking time, right? There's no program out there that's going to change your life. 75 Hard is not going to change your life. Doing the workouts that I do aren't going to change your life. You know, this meal plan is not going to change your life. It's going to be you because you are the freaking driving force, right? You are the manual labor utilizing these tools to change your life. And there's going to be a lot of different things amongst your journey that you try and whatever the case may be, but the only consistent Factor is you, right? You can have literally every single fucking thing that you need to be able to change your life right here sitting in front of you. But unless you're willing to pick that tool up, break a sweat and fix the damn thing, then it's not going to work, right? It's, it's not going to do anything. So many people will like sign up to join with me right for my boot camps and stuff like that. And they're going to be like, all right, I'm ready to change my life. But then they're not ready to get over their excuses, they're not ready to stop feeding into the limiting beliefs. They're not ready to actually do the work. They just expect to spend $180 to $200 and their life is going to change automatically. Like that's not how this fucking works. Mm, no, you can't just take a supplement. You can't just do this and change your life. You've got to put in work. And that is one thing I love about 75 Hard. It really teaches you how to get over your excuses. It really teaches you how to think proactively instead of reactively. I was telling the girls yesterday, right, yesterday I had such an insane day. You know, I was, kids are home from school, we're off schedule, everything's insane, and I was like, these are the days that are hardest during 75 Hard, but the thing that 75 Hard has taught me, is that it's not a matter of if I'm going to get it done, it's how I'm going to get it done. And I feel like doing a program that's like a non-negotiable as insane as this, or even if you decide to do my 30 Strong program, right? And if you don't know what that is, it's linked to my bio over Instagram. It is my beginner version of this to really help you establish habits. Regardless, right? But even if you're doing that, you it starts to train your brain. Instead of thinking like... Like, am I going to get this done? It's how I'm going to get this done. So you start thinking and problem solving, right? I was telling my girls the other day, and I feel like I say this all the time, but it's like a lot of us make our health negotiable, right? A lot of us make taking care of ourselves negotiable, right? And it's only at our earliest convenience. And we all find ourselves saying, you know, like, I'll wait until it's summertime and the kids aren't as busy or until this, until this, and we're constantly freaking waiting. On the best time and the best time never comes. So anyways, I started it um, for the fourth time. And I feel like every time I do 75 hard or, you know, a program like this, it's for a specific reason. And that reason is never weight loss. I will tell you, if you start this program and that is your goal, you will fail. You guys know I don't sugarcoat that shit, right? I say I don't sugarcoat that shit because I probably eat that too, right? If you start this program for weight loss, you will fail. Right, Weight loss is only a byproduct of this and all of the other amazing things that happen. It is not the main thing. And I will tell you that until I am blue in the face and all the girls that are doing this with me right now, I tell them all the freaking time. Stop worrying about the weight. It will do what the fuck it does. Right. That's not what changes your life. What changes your life is the mental toughness and the mindset shifts. And that is something that I have experienced time and time again. Um, And so I'm going to kind of go over the reasons why I have done it every single time just like a brief overview and then I'm going to talk about like a few of the things I'm doing differently this time and why I did decide to do it a fourth time when I did not think I was ever going to do this program again. So the first time I did it was year 2021. I feel like I'm starting this as like a like a bedtime story it was the year of 2021 right out of COVID and coronavirus and all of the insane shit that came with that right I birthed a whole ass human in 2020 April of 2020 to be exact yes I was worrying about the toilet tissue to wipe my butt while also worrying about if my husband was going to be able to be in the hospital room with me. It was a fan-fucking-tastic time. So 2020 was a terrible year for me. It was hard. I dealt with postpartum depression really bad. It did not go as I expected, right? I am a fitness coach. That is my full-time job. I help motivate, inspire, lead others to live healthy and fulfilling lives and get over their bullshit that's holding them back. That's literally my full-time job. Um, And it was then, too. And I was like, I'm so excited, like I'm going to have a fantastic postpartum journey. And it did not go any way as expected, Um, because about three to four months in, I started dealing with like debilitating postpartum depression to the fact where like I was drinking an entire bottle of wine a night and all of these things. So fast forward at the end of 2020, I was like, I've got to do something or I will pull myself into the ground like I see myself self-destructing and I've got to do something so I started making small changes and then fast forward to like mid-January of 2021 I was like you know what I'm gonna start this 75 hard program I'm gonna utilize this as a tool to really help me reclaim my life and rebuild my trust with myself because at this point I had zero trust in myself I was breaking promises left and right I was freaking floundering and flandering and, and failing every which way I turned. And so I was like, you know what? Like I am going to utilize this to rebuild trust with myself and rebuild that faith in myself. And so I started the 75 hard program and I was like, I'm just going to take it day by day. Right. Cause that was my purpose. Like I just needed to prove to myself that I can do hard things that postpartum depression did not destroy me. It only, broke me down to rebuild me into a different human like that's something I tell people all the time like maybe maybe that worst thing that's happened to you in your life that thing you're going through right now that you feel like is just the most unfair ever right you're it's going so against plan right like because my plan totally went up in flames right but maybe your plan went up in flames so the plan could come to fruition right maybe you had to hit rock bottom maybe you had to be broken all the way down to be rebuilt into something better than you could have ever imagined and I truly believe that now looking back that if that did not happen to me right if 2020 did not happen to me and I did not hit rock bottom I would not be the bitch I am today and so I am forever thankful for the alley of 2020 that fought tooth and nail to come out of that postpartum depression that had to deal with that because because I had to deal with that, it allowed me to be brave enough to take on a program like 75 Hard. So that was the first time, right? To, to rebuild that trust in myself, to prove to myself I can do hard things. Now, I've done it, right? I did it. I was so proud of myself. Um, I ended up going through phase one and phase two that time, and it was a great time. Now, fast forward another year, I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this again to prove to myself that I can do it once the new wears off because I am somebody that like I can do things the first time. Right. For clout to say you did it. But like, can you do it when you've already done it? Can you do it when the new wears off? Can you do it when it becomes Monotonous, and it's like you've already claimed the title of being able to complete it. Why the fuck do you want to do it again? So that's why I did it again. Um, and that time I was also training for a fucking marathon during it. Mm, that was brave. Like, have you ever had to go on a 20 mile long run and then also have another 45 minute workout you have to do later that day? No, no, you haven't. Um, it's hard. <laughs> It's like one of the most mentally challenging things I'd ever done in my entire life, but I proved to myself like, Ali, you can do this even when the new wears off. You can do this even when it's not fresh in you. Um and then fast forward another year, right? We're in year 3. I'm doing it the third time. And this time, I did it because I wanted to prove to myself. I wanted to prove to myself that Ali you can do this even when nobody's watching this time i decided i wasn't gonna tell social media i wasn't gonna tell my husband i wasn't gonna tell my kids i wasn't gonna tell anybody literally no one knew until my husband had to know like towards summertime when i was like on day 50 or something um because like he were home all day with the kids. So I had to go on my, you know, anyways, right. I didn't tell anybody until like day 50 with my husband, but nobody else knew after, other than that until I finished it because I wanted to prove to myself, like I can do this for me, right? Because a lot of the times I post my life on social media, I've got a hundred thousand followers, right? I've got a hundred thousand people watching me. And so at some point you question, am I doing this for them or am I doing this for me? And I wanted to know, like I am doing this for me I can hold myself accountable. I hold myself to this standard and I don't want to break promises to me, right? Because I had a moment where I was afraid. Am I more afraid of breaking promises to other people, right? To telling them I'm doing this and then break it? Or am I more afraid that I'm breaking promises to myself? And so I decided to do it without telling absolutely anybody. And I felt like that was going to be the last time that I ever did 75 hard. I felt like that was going to be the last time because I'd done it all. And then I had a moment a couple weeks before I decided to start for this fourth time where I was like, this year, my word, right? My word for the year is uncomfy, uncomfy. Um, I want to do things that make me uncomfortable. I want to do things that stretch me. I want to do things that scare me, right? I've met people that I've never met, right? I've gone into social situations that scare me. I did a book club retreat with 25 women. Like, all of this shit scares the fuck out of me, but I've realized the things that scare you, the things that stretch you, are the things that change you. And I was thinking about something that really scared me, and that has always been phase three of 75 Hard. I have avoided it like the freaking plague because going into public every single day and talking to a stranger scares the shit out of me, right? Those eight critical list tasks scared the shit out of me. And so I've always avoided it. And I said, Allie, we cannot be done with this program, right? We can't hang up our 75 hard program hat until we do all three phases. And so that is why I decided for a fourth time that I want to do this because I want to do the thing that makes me the most uncomfy and that is doing phase three. But also, I feel like, you know, you come to a point in your journey and I feel like a lot of people don't realize this. You come to a point in your journey and you think like you've got it all figured out and it's smooth sailing from ever and ever and ever and that's just not the case. Sometimes shit doesn't go as planned. Sometimes you regress and that's okay. It fucking Happens. I don't think there is any person out there that has been successful without a little bit of regression, without a little bit of relapse into bad habits, without a little bit of struggling. And that really goes into my next topic where I want to talk about the one thing that a lot of people that are successful have. Um, And that was me. I found myself, you know, through the holidays, really having that. I'm just going to have a little bit of this mentality and I'm just going to have a little bit of this, right? Like I'm just going to have a bite off my kid's plate. I'm just going to have this. I'm going to have this. And those little things, right? Like I am all for balance. I am all for enjoying your life and enjoying treats. But all of those little bits of this, little bits of that truly do add up and Start hindering your ability. And I'm somebody that I don't weigh myself. Um, I actually just weighed myself for the first time in three years at the beginning of this program because I was starting new supplements and stuff like that. So I wanted to see the difference. But I had not weighed myself in three years. I just don't do it. I don't think that scale is a determining factor on my success. So I just didn't do it. Um, But when you don't weigh yourself and you don't like I don't measure, like I really just don't do anything to like track my outer appearance because it does not matter to me. But when you don't do that, you don't see the subtle things that you are doing that could be hindering your journey and your progress and all of that stuff. And so that's what I found myself doing is my pants were feeling a little totter. And I was like, you know what? I really think that I am falling into some bad habits that I don't need to be doing. And so then I was just like, you know what, Allie, it's time. We're going to reevaluate. We're going to refocus and we're going to recharge. We're going to reevaluate how we're showing up. We're going to be honest with ourselves. We're going to have these tough conversations. We're going to refocus. We're going to woo-sa, bring our focus back in and we're going to recharge and go after our goals because that is what you need to have to be successful. This is the one thing you ready. I'm going to give you I'm going to give you the one thing you need to be successful, and that is short term memory. The most successful people in the freaking world have short-term memory. They don't stress about what happened last week. They don't stress about what happened last month. They don't stress about that one time that they failed because they know that better days are ahead. They know that past things do not determine future things, right? Past decisions, past failures, past letdowns do not determine future successes. They are not a foreshadowing for what's going to happen, right? Just because this happened doesn't mean it's going to happen again. And the most successful people have short-term memory. They don't dwell on that one shot they miss right they don't dwell on that one race they didn't pr it they don't dwell on that one day that they binge date right they just dis- they decide that that day is irrelevant in the grand scheme of things right that day does not matter when we have 365 fucking days in the year The most unsuccessful people let that one day determine their mood, which then determines their outcome, right? That one day, well, I fucked up. It's I'm a piece of shit. can't do this. And then that one day bleeds into other days, which bleeds into weeks, which bleeds into months, which bleeds into years. And that is what makes the most people unsuccessful. But when you're successful and you have that one day, right, that one day that you were just like, fuck it, I'm not working out. You know that that day is not the definition, right? That day is not what is going to define your journey. It's just a day that happened. It's just something that happened happen. When you focus on the next shot in life, right? You focus on that next thing in life. It gives you the mentality to win, right? You don't focus on the misses. Don't focus on that missed goal. Focus on that next goal. Don't focus on that missed meal. Focus on the next one. Don't focus on that missed day. Focus on the next successful one because if we're constantly looking forward, right? Focusing ahead of ourselves in things that we can actually control, right? Like, can you think of how fucking asinine it is that we give so much airtime to shit that we cannot change. It is written in permanent marker. It is written in fucking stone the past. The past cannot be changed. It is there. It's happened. It's done and gone with. So why do we give so much airtime to it why do we spend so much time worrying obsessing and regretting things that we did when we could focus on what we can change and what we can do now here in the present and in the future which are not written in permanent marker right and the present is kind of written in pencil right you can erase you can change your mind you can change your life right now you are one decision one choice away from a new beginning and one commitment away from a new life it just takes one one decision like you know what enough is a fucking enough I say I want this but I don't back it up with action so do I actually want this it's time to start backing it up with action right so you make that decision I'm going to start getting healthier but that's That's not what's going to change your life. Right. It's the commitment to that decision that's going to change your life. A lot of people will try to start something like 75 hard or anything like this, and they are hoping it's going to change their life. And that decision is not what's going to change your life. Deciding to have a day one is not what's going to change your life. Deciding to sign up with me is not what's going to change your life. It's the commitment to that decision. And so if I can give you any advice, right? Like if I can give you any advice, it's this. Decide, but not only decide that you're worth it and decide what you're going to do, but commit to it and have short term memory. Do not hyper fixate on the things that have just happened, right? If you just had a binge day yesterday, you're not going to bully yourself about it today. That happened. It's done with. It's over with. It is no longer your concern. That is past use. Problem. Future you and present you is focusing on where you can go, not where you have gone. Future you and present you is focusing on what you can accomplish, not where you let yourself down in the past right but this also goes with accomplishments right you know there's always that one person that is always reminding you about their glory days and high school or whatever the case may be or that one time they ran a half marathon and it's been 6 years and that was 40 pounds ago and they let themselves down and they haven't done anything since but they'll remind you about that one time they did something of magnitude of accomplishment so this also goes for those accomplishments right if you were in your best shape of your life and in college that doesn't matter that's irrelevant at this point in time it's irrelevant to who you are right now and so have short-term memory with those successes too because remember there's always more things to come there's always bigger goals to accomplish there's always new levels to unlock hold on your girl needs to be hydrated because a hydrated bitch is a happy bitch oh did i also mention did i also mention that i am this close away from merch That's a little, that's a little side note input and there may or not be hydrated bitches a happy bitch stickers. I'm just saying, but anyways, so I really hope that this episode helps you not only to realize that, you know, even if somebody is successful in their fitness journey, there's still going to come a time where you struggle a little bit, where you don't know your next steps, where you kind of have to unlock this next level and you don't know how to do it. So it, you might have to take a couple steps back to take a big leap forward. And that does not make you a failure. What makes you a failure is one, if you dwell on that shit that's happened in the past that was not great or that you allow that to control your future, right? What makes you a failure is if you dwell on the past, you allow it to control your future, and then you completely give up. If you don't do those things, you are never going to be a failure. You can fall down 100 times, but as long as you get up 101 and you keep looking forward, that is what most successful people do. You will not find a successful person out there that has not missed a shot, that has not gone after something and fell short, that has not regressed a little bit. The path to success is not a linear path. So many people think the path to success is just a hill We're going, we're going the hill. It's one time. No, it's more like a squiggly lines, right? Like it's, it's not a linear path. And so just reminding yourself that if you fall, if you struggle, if you miss your goals, that is part of the journey and you will eventually get there. As long as you stay the course and keep looking forward, do not let a moment in time control your mood, which will define your character. Do not. Let a moment in time control your mood, which then will control your character. Okay? That moment in time when you let yourself down, don't let it change your mood against how you're feeling and let you get in this self-deprecating cycle of poor me, I suck, all of these things, which then can control your character and you stop showing up. We're not going to do that. Okay? Okay? All right. If you enjoyed this episode, if it hit home, will you do me a freaking solid and share it to your Instagram stories and tag me? Let me know one of your biggest quotes or takeaways or share it with a friend. It really does help a podcast like this grow so much. And every single share rating review is so freaking appreciative. And I love when you guys share it to your stories because then I can reshare it and I can talk with you in the DMs about this episode and see how you like it so anyways i'm gonna leave you like i leave you every single time in a world full of bitches be that bitch bye y'all